0: Arcades, pizza, and a little bit of death. It's Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: Mafia, wake up, wake up. Wake up.
0: You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Welcome back to the Monster vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airways, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing Five Nights at Freddy's. Faye!
1: Yeah, this so is, I'm uh, back again.
0: Uh, back again, and it's the first time I think I've covered like a an currently out horror movie. Like, yeah. Still in theaters. And I feel like I'm one of those young kids that knows what Five Nights at Freddy's is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny you brought me on for this because I'm probably not much better off than you, honestly, Alex, when it comes to like knowledge of it as a Th- franchise.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I think that's what make- makes this work. I think if, if one of us actually knows something about it, then maybe we'll have credibility and we don't want that. <laughs> Now, now when, when you were you were growing up, like during the heyday, though, of Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Yeah, like, see, this was okay, targeting your it's age. It's really
1: funny. It's really funny you say that because I was talking and talking to my other friend who, who who you met before back when I had a podcast mm-hmm. to, in past six. Uh, crash, because he was more into this than I was, and I said, in my opinion, the cutoff is ninety eight and before. Don't care about finesse. And 99 and onwards <laughs> care about it because it could be because I'm 98 and I I did not care about this when it was coming out. I have to be honest. Ah. I'm sure there's some stragglers with the 98 and four gen who were enough, but because I remember this starting in when I was in high school and I just wasn't really into it.
0: But... Mm. Yeah, I I tried to play it one time, and then I realized it's just nothing but jump scares. I was like, I, I think I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's funny enough, because I, I, I tried to dive back into it recently just to see, like, what I had missed. And it, it, it's a difficult game, honestly. It's not an easy game. It is. And so it just kind of makes it tedious unless you have, a like, a like a big love for it. I Ooh. feel like, oh, unless you're younger and you have the patience for that. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have time to, to master Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: Yeah, I... I agree. I, I I was playing it, I was like, I don't really care to get good at this. Yeah. I see I see what's interesting about it. I love the aesthetic and the idea. But this just isn't my jam. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day. So, it's kind of interesting. Now we're going to do a podcast about this video game movie that we both love video games, but we haven't played <laughs> We hadn't really <laughs> devoted time to it and it's kind of funny oh but
1: go ahead no no, no. go <laughs> it's kind of funny because i feel like even though the time for this has long passed, mm. i was more of the creepypasta generation oh, like that like yeah. that original Pasta generation of stuff like slender man and i'm a jiff the killer and stuff
0: okay okay that was,
1: that was more my gen but yeah. you know everything with slender man is dead that is not... Slender Man is never going to be rehabilitated, unfortunately.
0: No, he had too many bad things come out of uh, yeah. poor quality to, to stay relevant. Poor
1: quality, and he's tied to a real attempt to murder.
0: That's what bad makes it combo. more exciting. That, no, that makes it a good combo, right? He's a horror thing, so if he's tied to murder, alright. <laughs> That's money in the bank. Luckily, uh, well, I don't know, Five Nights at might be a tie to some sort of attempted murder. Mm. Maybe. But anyway, yeah, th- interesting movie to go into, not knowing a lot, yep. except for I know what the characters look like. I didn't know mm. anything about the story at all. Like, mm. no idea about the story okay. or anything like so that. So you
1: had less knowledge than me, because cause, cause I've done enough for a mix of osmosis and just YouTube videos of like, eh, I'm kind of curious. To at least know know a bit about it so, so you so so you've so so you do know less than me but I'm not too far off from from you I just know like the story
0: okay yeah I, of, I, I looked up the story a little bit after the movie which I think maybe says something about the movie that it made me want to look into it more oh, interesting. maybe that speaks to the success of it a little bit but I guess maybe I should get into it <laughs> yeah all right let's see. Alright, Start, starting as a last-ditch effort after several video game failures, Scott Cawthorn's viral horror game series Five Nights at Freddy's took the world by storm, especially little kids. <laughs> it's popularity popularity seemingly standing the test of the time with a strong box office. It feels like Blumhouse took a gamble on this series. Video game adaptations have had a penchant for being terrible, but that being said... We have seen more and more quality coming from them as late, them as of late. So, Fay, what I have to ask hey. is, does this continue the upward game to live action trend, or does the quality here offend?
1: I think it's all right, if that makes sense. It's not yeah. terrible, it's not great either. just kind of in the middle for me. It's like, there's things I enjoy here. There's things I think is pretty... Eh, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. That makes sense. I, th- I think I'm more on the positive side than you. Like I said, I, I came out of the theater wanting to learn more about this because I, I really liked the animatronics. I like that they're all oh. practical. I like that they look as good as they do. I don't think there's... Any CG or mostly any CG? Uh,
1: if if there is, it's very it's very minimal because 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 it's a very practical movie, effects wise,
0: which I really like about it, and I I actually enjoyed the little bit of mystery with our main character and his mm-hmm. long lost brother who was kidnapped, and I I like the the aspect of the. N- the guilt that never leaves from something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot there that are, that I found interesting, and I wanted to learn more. And then there was certain moments where, like the dreams start to happen, that he 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 goes uh, into to work at Five Nights at Freddy's, or that's not the place. It's Freddy Fazbear's <laughs> something, right? Uh, yeah, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Freddy Fazbear's Pizza he goes in to work and he has these dreams of ghost children mm-hmm. and i'm like oh god not this trope no like i hate when in any movie where they have dreams about characters they've never met but but then it pivots and it's like an, actually a ghost story <laughs> right yeah and i was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> like that my what felt like major complaint is actually not here. It just I always thought the animatronic characters were running around on their own, but then to know that they're controlled by ghost children somehow made it much better.
1: <laughs> that is so funny, Alex. said that, that you weren't into it until he added that picture. Yeah,
0: yeah, now the logic works for me. <laughs> but I, I like the gruesome nature of it. And I appreciate that they're tasteful enough to do it off screen as well. Because mm. it could feel a little over the top. And I appreciate that for me, the film never really quite feels that way. But I, I do want to go back to something you were saying, Faye. You said you said that this doesn't have characters. I'm interested to hear what, why you say that.
1: Well, I mean, I, I was being a little prestigious there. <laughs> but I feel like with the example of the main character, um, uh, Mike, I think everyone else is just kind of whatever in this, and, he, and even Mike, I feel like, is kind of underdeveloped in this one. It it it's not like awful or anything, but I feel like the character arcs are kind of muddled in this. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I could see that a little bit. I I I really like Mike and his relationship with Abby. I think it took me far too long mm. into the movie to realize that Abby was not his daughter. <laughs> it was his sister.
1: Yeah, so, that, was a little, that was a little confusing for me, too.
0: That it, was like a plot def- twist uh, for me. I was like, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. I was surprised when they reeled it to <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like it. It's an interesting dynamic to the family. And, and it, you know, again, it puts that, more of that stress on, on Mike's character having to Raise Abby, who is appreciative but doesn't show it. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that is a very real kid thing, and I think it is interesting. Mm. I think where it does fall a little flat, and I I, I do like mm. Vanessa and her presence mm. in the movie, but I don't I don't like that. Oh, it, it feels her her turn works, and I buy it right because she she's going to turn for the kid for Abby against her dad but i i don't know mm. you know she gets stabbed she goes into a coma and it's like oh like we just kind of we just kind of dropped that character we just kind of decided yeah. not to execute
1: yeah and i feel like her stuff in general was well, probably losing a while was very i said it felt very rushed and weird to me in general weird. her character is very odd
0: Mm-hmm. It is very odd. It, it, I guess it is explained a little bit by Steve Raglan uh, mm-hmm. being the killer. I, I I wish the film had made it less obvious. Yeah, that it's him. Well, it's
1: really funny because it's even more funny, uh, not funny obvious, because in um, uh, when when they were making this, they just announced who he actually was playing, the character from the games he was playing, the moment he got cast, which is really funny. And then in this, they, they save it like it's a reveal.
0: Yeah, they, they, they do. It's weird. Like, like they, they even put in the what's kind of cool is the, the opening of this, right? It, it mm. tells the story of what happens to the kids mm. um, in a very innocent-looking pixel uh, 8-bit type of style. Yeah. What's happening? I guess maybe it's more sixteen bit, but I like that they do that. But the problem is, is during those opening credits, they put Matthew Lillard while it shows mm-hmm. the the guy, <laughs> the creepy guy in the rabbit costume. Right? It's like, yeah. why are you doing that? <laughs> You're telling me
1: who he is. I um, can't. I can't really tell if they want it to be surprising or not. Honestly,
0: I don't either. Like. It is far enough away from the beginning that it I could see people forgetting he's even a character by the end of it. Yeah. And it being a bit of a surprise. But it, they just leaned into it a little too much. I, I think they should have left it at that moment where he sees Mike. He sees Mike's name and then he doesn't say his last name because he recognizes him. I think that mm-hmm. was cool and they could have left it there but they they hit it way too many times for it to not at least for me feel obvious that he has something to do with it now mm. I didn't know there was ghost children <laughs> uh, and that he was controlling these ghost children with pictures on a board but <laughs> i i I do like how creepy he feels when he shows up in that costume hmm. I think that was pretty. That was pretty effective, intense, and the fact that he stabs his own daughter was pretty good. I don't know if he should have spent so much time with his mask off because it yeah. loses the scary that, factor.
1: That feels like one of those like rules they want. Like you know where actors have that amount of face rule. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. I know you that mean.
1: feels like like something that played in there.
0: <laughs> I I think I mean I think that's what it has to be. I do think that FaceTime rule is pretty funny because you, <laughs> it's always so obvious when it's applied to characters who typically have their face covered up. Now, in terms of like the overall story, I mean, I know you said you were a little familiar with it, but what did you think of the execution of like the overall, like the horror and the story?
1: I think it's surprisingly light on horror. Honestly,
0: hmm.
1: it's it's not very scary. It's kind of interesting, because we t- you talked about how if it lives up to the game, and I think story-wise, I guess it captures it. Um, Someone who's more familiar with the lore movie would be able to say yes or no. Um, but I've heard from other people, it pretty much basically captures it and condenses it. Um, But gameplay-wise, I feel like it doesn't capture any of the gameplay. There's no mm. real sense of isolation. There's no real desperation for daylight. There's no real, like, heavy focus of monitoring. Like the main character is just sleeping and, and <laughs> So there's kind of a lack of like danger or, or urgency.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I think I do agree with that somewhat. You know, there there is none of the I, I like that they get the, the the big screen set up with all the all the different mm-hmm. monitors and all of that. Mm. Um, in terms of the story, I I I really enjoyed it, actually. I thought it mm. was I think it just did enough things differently that I mm. found a lot to like. The the creepy animatronics loving Abby, for example. Example was like really weird, and I thought it was going to be terrifying and then it ended up not being for a while, but I just kept waiting for them to do something, which mm. I think was some tension that I felt like the ne- the movie was needing at the time. And then mm. I think they're creepy enough with their just disappearing everywhere and just mm. i I love the hallmark of the callbacks to the game and if I, i'm if I'm remembering right of them just showing the stage that they all stand on and just showing them disappear every now and then i I like yeah. those elements now in terms of outright horror I do agree it is pretty mm. lacking it's only got a few moments that are really. Intense. Yeah. Uh, but when they are there, I kind of... I find them quirky mm. and kind of fun. Like the uh, the cu- the cupcake, right? When it's yeah. in the refrigerator. Mm. I, See, I, kinda I guess...
1: Like go, go, go I, I,
0: well, I, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like how gruesome they are killing these people. It kind of adds a oh. little bit to it. But I do agree in a way that it's like... It is this... It is like this PG-13... I like how gruesome the kills are because it does make it feel a little less PG-13 for a horror movie. Mm. But we, d- that, we do, fair. at the end of the day, know who the target audience is, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my, my, my other big issue I have with it is I feel like the tone is very muddled and confused. I feel like I can't quite decide if it's like goofy and silly or like mm. serious and sincere and scary. Because it's like the big part, the big part of the movie is this idea of like of of the main character getting over a horrific incident in his past and really is quite deserving. There's a big focus on the fact that, that these kids were killed by a serial killer, which I feel like the games don't really focus on quite as much as this does, at least from what I know. But then we also get just weird scenes like the unneed MatPat cameo the really goofy stuff with the aunt and the lawyer, mm. the the stuff with, would like, with, would, would, would like, the... They they make the pillow fort? It's just... It's a very odd group of, like, totally inconsistent stuff.
0: Mm. I think you do make to a me. good point there. I, I, I like the pillow fort. Because, for me, I'm still waiting for those things to go anywhere. <laughs> that being said... <laughs> You're right. The lawyer stuff for me was weird. Mm-hmm. Aunt Jane was a little too much. I didn't feel like she fit the movie. And then no, the other it kind of
1: reminded me of of like a '90s or 2000s kids movie, like mm. something out of like Mike Myers' in the Hat or like Jumanji.
0: <laughs> I could see that. I I could see that. I I I don't like that. Freddie Fazbear shows up at their house. Yeah, because when we, f- I like the logic that he has to take a taxi.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm also wondering how he paid for it.
1: <laughs> it don't think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the laughs, but I would say the Aunt mm. Jane and the lawyer stuff were heavy handed. I do like the scene where Max and her like crew, they go in mm-hmm. and they all get killed. I do like that. Yeah. I, I like to know that these things can kill people and that they are a mm-hmm. threat, right? That is nice. I think the opener is pretty good too. It feels like yeah. it's almost gonna be a Saw movie <laughs> at the very yeah. beginning.
1: Um, like for me, like the specific bit, like I think about it, and like did you recognize the game series MatPat cameo? <laughs> yeah, you so, for that so Alex? I,
0: I, I knew who Matt Pat was because I I had mm-hmm. I had looked it up beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I didn't know the, the I didn't know the Siri thing. What is the Siri thing?
1: <laughs> well, 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 the game Siri thing is that's the series that that did, and that's where he's like, and when he when he because because he's the waiter in the diner, and he's like, it's just a Siri, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're really doing it the most obnoxious way possible. This cameo.
0: Yeah, I I but I heard that fans of it were like over the moon about this. I moment. guess, but I don't know. <laughs> This Sometimes was their Avengers all... in game like moment in the finale. Avengers,
1: <laughs> Avengers End Game for, for for Zoomers for, for, for kids fifteen and under.
0: Yeah, I I liked it, but it, I am a little mixed on it for sure. I I, I was His acting is terrible
1: too. He's like it, really bad.
0: It is yeah, and it's it's pretty over the top. Because
1: top. because the taxi driver I found out was actually another big FNAF YouTuber, but I thought he I thought he was much better, and much funnier. I, I agree. would have known he wasn't just like a random minor actor.
0: I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think that's my really my biggest my biggest my two biggest detractors are some of the scenes that don't feel necessary. Aunt Jane, I don't feel like is necessary, hmm. and I don't feel like the movie is maybe scary enough at times. Yeah. I like the overall vibe. I like, honestly, I think it's mm-hmm. the backstory that I really like because it is so dark. Mm. I do. I am glad that it happens off screen. And I just, the, the idea of it is so interesting to me because it's so weird. We get these weird bird with a, friggin it has like a bib doesn't it like yeah <laughs> <laughs> these characters going around and being menacing I, there, there's just something unique about it that i really do like and i i don't know it's just weird, <laughs> it's,
1: weird. It's, it's so it's so funny to me how enamored you are with this concept
0: <laughs> i am i am it's just so weird again this is like somebody that's like just totally again i thought these things were animatronics running foul, not ghost children in robot yep. bodies <laughs> in costumes running around
1: it, it, it it's wild honestly it is
0: although uh, well, speaking
1: of that i won't say i also one thing i do like though i think the set design is gorgeous in this movie
0: oh it's so good i was thinking that too there's
1: because also and there was some I also like how they don't overdo it being set in 2000. It's not like, like okay, to, to, to dunk on a movie that gets dunked on a lot, like Captain Marvel to show that it, it's the 90s where they have her crash into a blockbuster.
0: Yeah, right? It's the 90s, didn't you know?
1: It It's just subtle about it in this one, which I do like. I like that it's not in your face that it's 2000 to let you know what, what year it is.
0: Yeah, I do like that. And and like you said, the set design. There, mm. One thing I kept thinking while I was watching this, is someone who's very unfamiliar with the game, again, you could tell that the people that made this really had an appreciation for the source material. And mm. yes, I know that Scott... I, th- I, said, I think I said his name was Cawthorn earlier. Scott Cawthon. I, yeah. I know that he it was a writer on it, and he probably had some sort of producing rights on it. Mm. But a lot of times we see this happen, and yeah. it's clearly like
1: see oh. the kind of funny thing with Blumhouse was the reason why Blumhouse ends up getting it is they were the only one willing to put up with him. It's the funny thing; every other studio thought he was too much of like a. He wanted to be two hands on and they didn't want the which I do think is kinda of funny. Even though I think he probably should have handed writing over to someone else.
0: But mm. that's Well there, there was three writers, I think, at least, maybe even more, on it. So I, mm. I will I will say I think I think the treatment for the for the material is very clearly love, right? Mm. Mostly because The set design, like you said, but also because these characters are never CG, as far as I can tell. Yeah, the the fact that they dedicated to they were so dedicated to do this, they got these chunky animal anthropomorphic characters to walk around, Um, says a lot for Bloomhouse and just all the creators of this. Um, Yeah, I, I I think their their appreciation for it. Helps the movie.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Alright. Faye, anything else before we get into our awards?
1: I think I think I've said about what I need to on this. I, I, I do not have enough info <laughs> the way the, the to really add more than than you. Honestly, ironically, I, I am too much more knowledgeable than you, which is kind of funny. <laughs> That's very
0: Alright. So oh, MVM plus this week fave we talked a lot about uh, horror movies and kind of yeah. where we started and what elements of horror and other things make them good like children's movie which uh mm-hmm. I, th- I think we settled on all children's movies need to be absolutely horrifying and yeah. <laughs> and we really focused on the horror but of course a little bit of superheroes snuck its way in at the very end of that <laughs> yeah. conversation. We couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that, that was a great hour-long MVM Plus with you. And I guess now we're going to get into our awards. Faye. Mm. I know you said there's no characters. <laughs> I, I'm being <laughs> facetious. But who's your who is your most compelling character here?
1: If I had to give it... I would give it to William Afton, even if he's not in it a lot. I think he's fun. I think Matthew Lillard does a pretty good job with him.
0: Ooh, mm, yeah, I like him. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's so good. What? Wow. He's an he's an he's a Matthew Lillard is like this under. Oh, he's like this diamond in the rough, I think. But he's like made this weird, this weird mm. notoriety—not notoriety, but this weird fame in horror movies for some reason, even though he's not in very many. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's based
1: almost entirely off of Scream, honestly, because he's just that... It's like Scream and Scooby-Doo
0: have propelled him. Yeah. (laughs) And then, what, what, 13 ghosts or something? Which... uh, How interesting. But, But, yeah, I I love Matthew Little. But
1: but he's really embraced that, too, though. Like, he loves horror and... uh...
0: Yeah, he seems like one of those actors was like, genuinely probably nice. Like, they had not let that fame go to their head. For me, pretty basic over here uh, this week. I'm going to give it to Mike. Again, I, I really... I really felt bad for him, like, having to take these pills to relive this dream because he's hoping to remember the details of, like, even the license plate or oh. anything else that he may have seen that day. I'm like, that would be pretty traumatic experience and to, to see what happened to his family afterwards or to mm-hmm. hear them talk about it it's like yeah i i, I get why you would want closure so i yeah. I, I really liked his, his his character even if he could have shown a little more personality than just being tired and being worried about abby <laughs> <laughs> what about your let's see most memorable line award
1: I, I hate to keep doing it, but I'm probably gonna give it to William Afton's line of of of, of I always come back because that's a line straight from the games. Even if it doesn't quite have the fitting context it has in the games here, but that's a whole other discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think he did good. I think he did good. I think you know there's there's some decent lines here. Nothing too stand out though for me. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I did like the ongoing gag though between raglan and and uh, vanessa and mike where raglan mm. can't he, he tells people that they have one thing to do and then he lists to yeah. mm. even at the end of the film he's at to his daughter he said you had one job keep them in the dark kill him if he gets too close and she said vanessa <laughs> says that's two i was i thought that was pretty funny to bring that back around sure probably plays into the lack of horror in the movie though <laughs> yeah. all right Faye, what about your can't believe that acting award
1: okay i'll i'll, I'll break it up i actually signed on with josh hardman right Th- that's who did mike in this one right hutcherson okay okay i, I missed his last name i he was actually pretty good as mike even if the character i think was a little un- underdeveloped i think he, he did a good job conveying that
0: I agree. I, he's not an actor that I particularly think is great. I think he did a really good job with him uh, in this. It was kind of nice to see him. Mm. So I hadn't seen him in a long time since like Hunger Games, probably. Not that. Oh yeah, he
1: was in those. What a mm-hmm. funny. What a.
0: I thought he was pretty not great in them too. <laughs> but yeah, I think he did a good job. i want to give it to. I'm gonna give this one to, Piper Rubio as Abby. Oh
1: yeah, she was she was just good for a child actress too.
0: Exactly, for good a for a child pretty, actress. That's always a that great is a, a, endorsement.
1: Pretty difficult because because what she has to do here is not the easiest for a kid to like convey. So she, yeah. she did pretty good. In all honesty, the acting is pretty good in this too. On there's no one I could say who I who I'd say oh that wasn't great in terms of like main people.
0: I agree. I agree. And that was that was something else I was kind of surprised by. Uh, I didn't expect much going into this movie. I don't know if I've stated that. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't. What about your... Oh, that's a good shot award. Actually, I really like the shot
1: where it's like a drone shot or a pan shot. One of those where they show the forest and one of the dream sequences. I think that's a cool shot.
0: It's got some cool forest shots. I I was surprised by some of the... I'm surprised by a lot of this movie, but the the camera work in it was was pretty mm. decent. I, I yeah, it was a pretty. If I remember, I mean, I already feel like I'm forgetting some of the movie, but if I remember right, it was a pretty dynamic camera. I felt like it was moving a lot or doing some yeah. different things rather than just doing all these static shots, which I, I which I really I really appreciate. I, mine's gonna be a boring one, but. The, I really like the shot. Probably, I think it's straight from the game, and it's just of the stage being empty on that screen. It always just immediately mm-hmm. fills you with that sense of dread, and so I I, mm-hmm. I I like that. I'm gonna give it to the just that black and white static shot. <laughs> Fair. Um. What about your unique award, Faye? Anything?
1: I. My unique award I would say is best cupcakes row. And it's and and it's when when that's pretty much her entire moveset in this and I don't think she kills anyone once.
0: No, no, definitely not
1: herself. It's always the damn cupcake. So it's I'm, always uh, the
0: cupcake.
1: So I guess every single time she does that, it's all tied there.
0: It's funny you mentioned the cupcake, because that's my award. Oh, mine's that's a, really funny. Mine's a, what the heck is that award? I had no idea about this cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know about it. And to see it show up in that fridge, I was like, what is that? <laughs> pretty, pretty funny to have this menacing cupcake. Again, it's another little layer of charm for me to just have something so stupid and commit to it so hard. <laughs> um, all right, Faye, let's hear your uh, ranking for the movie.
1: Uh, well, I guess I'd put it around, damn, on a monster movie
0: scale? Yeah. I, just,
1: I guess this is around, I'd say, like... Godzilla 54? Maybe, a, like, a giant claw? Yeah.
0: if you had to do it on the air, for people who don't know yeah. what giant claw is, well, how about the Gabra? We'll do the Gabra, the Gamra, or the Godzilla tier, like that that three-tier system.
1: Uh, between Gabra and Gamra.
0: Okay. Alright, so would you, not one you would necessarily recommend to people?
1: Uh, not really, I feel like you I probably get more out of it if you really like the games. If you don't, you probably just be a little like, it was It was fine at best, if, if not actively disliking it.
0: Mm, okay. I, I'm, again, I'm a little higher on it, it's still a Gamera tier. I don't, I, I think it's, there's elements of it for me that I think are, make it, a little bit better than some horror Mm. movie, like your average horror movie. I like the, I like Mike's backstory and how that is throughout the movie. I like the weird setup for the animatronics. And I like the Mm. commitment to practical effects. Uh, Those elements really carry a lot of the movie for me to a point that I was mm. I'm still shocked at how much I enjoyed it. It is mm. it is horror light for sure. You're going to get a few jump scares, you're going to get a little bit of gore, not much if any really. That's on that's visible. Yeah. But I I think I think this is a I don't know I I could see people liking this Like me that just know nothing About the franchise They just have a rough idea of what the characters look like But it is horror light So if you're looking for something that's really Going to scare you This is not the movie for you If you're looking for something that's going to have some scares And have some other interesting things I think you might like this Uh, So Mm. for me that's why it's probably a Gamera tier That's fair Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a nice little surprise for me. Faye, for my next movie, I found out that I've got one more week before I record with Eric, and we do a... uh, We're going to be doing a three... We're going to review the first three episodes of of Monarch.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Yeah, so we're going to review the first three episodes of Monarch, and then we're going to do Godzilla Minus One... And yeah It's going to be a a lot of Godzilla I'm so hyped (laughs) I'm so hyped Finally, Yeah so I'm not quite sure What I'm going to be doing this next week I've got to get that figured out But I'm going to start getting on a more normal schedule So that way I don't have to Give people an episode last minute (laughs) I get you But so No rhyme time this week Uh, Again I'm going to be flying by the seat of my pants Uh, Faye anything Mm. else
1: no, that's about it. Pretty quiet on my end at the moment.
0: Okay. All right. Nothing to promote.
1: Not currently. Maybe okay. next time on.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. And so, as always, thanks for listening to Monsters vs. Men. Leave us feedback on nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod at gmail.com and we'll read your feedback on the show. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. Become a bargain basebite at patreon.com slash MVM Pod and receive weekly bonus content including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Man is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Base here, John Freeman, and Christopher Clavero. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Cell Block B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't spend five nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Why would you do this to yourself? And try to stay stay alive. alive. This place is terrifying. For low pay.
1: Mafia, wake wake up, wake
0: up. You have created a monster and
1: it will destroy you.
0: I like that he sells the job by saying it doesn't pay much and it's got terrible hours. I, know, I was like, right? <laughs> I was like <laughs> At uh, least he was honest. Yeah, he was like you're describing every job after college for me. <laughs>